Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting Mistakes Were Made. Today is a very special edition of Two Star Tuesday, because mm -hmm. something unprecedented happened last night. <laughs> Brett and I, for the first time ever, watched a rom-com together. Oh, God. <laughs> we uh, pulled up Netflix and... The list of horror films were in short supply, so mm. I somehow talked Brett into doing a different. Genre. We had to. <laughs> <laughs> we needed a two star. Uh, I was I was actually excited. I think at the beginning and Cap Captain Kristen is the captain of this episode <laughs> because I picked up the extra uh, shift today. I have no show notes and I don't know anything <laughs> about romantic comedies. So <laughs> once in the history of our. All of our podcasts, I have show notes today. Well, I think it's the first time in our relationship that we've watched a rom-com together. I don't know mm -hmm. if we've ever done that. No, we haven't. Okay. Well, we've literally only ever watched horrors or comedies Can we wait together. like another like year and a half? <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into it, though, Brett and I have a debate going, and I may make a poll for this on Facebook. He thinks that you can have... A rom-com with horror in it? No, I want a like a psychologically horrific romantic comedy, which I think is doable. But my argument is if you add horror to it, it then becomes a horror film that just has romantic elements to it. So, can you have yeah. a rom-com with horror, or is it a horror with you romance? You can do a romantic horror. You can do a dark comedy. You can do a rom-com, but can you do a rom-com horror? A trifecta. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? I don't know. I, I just think that entire time I was watching that movie, I was wishing that Marlon Wayans would have stabbed literally anybody to death. He was, <laughs> <laughs> was like, I there think... you are, you're alone with the boyfriend. Just. <laughs> I think you were horrified, so maybe it counts as a, a I was disturbed rom -com. <laughs> throughout the entire film, and not because he was naked. Like that, that was not the, no, no, the whole, I, go ahead, Captain. Well, I, I asked you earlier today, so before we delve into the actual film, Brett, for the first time ever, I'm going to ask you the big question. This is not Why? the first big question you've ever asked. On the podcast, yeah. No, no, you, no we, we haven't aired we've got you. Oh. Those were like the there were six big hidden questions. episodes okay. that never got aired. <laughs> Why do you hate rom-coms so much? not comfortable with emotions i guess i'm just not good at them it's like uh i uh, i like i don't i'm not really even i, I used to be like uh, really into like comedy movies but i'm more into stand-up than i am like comedy films like there's exceptions like i like a lot of the really um overproduced stoner movies um like pineapple express makes me giggle like a little schoolgirl. Really? I didn't like that yeah. one. Yeah, uh, Hamlet 2, which was only like in theaters for a week and a half, probably qualifies for a two-star Tuesday, is one of my favorite fucking movies. I love I that, seen that one. Hamlet 2 is fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, there's a limited supply of um, just comedies in general that I, you know, enjoy. And I've never seen a romantic film or read a romantic book that made me happy at all 
The notebook can go eat all the dicks. That one's kind of sad, though. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a sad movie. It's horrific. Uh, it's a man stalking a woman for decades. It is a rom-com horror. The notebook <laughs> might... I, I win the poll. Poll on ahead. Is the notebook a horror movie? Because it scares the shit out of all the men when the woman's like, hey, you want to like watch the notebook? All the guys are like, eh, sweat under the collar. You got to do the little breather thing. I think uh, if I'm remembering right, I saw somebody like recut that movie into a horror trailer because it is like re-edited uh, yeah. to look like he's what he is. The house is creepy him. as fuck if you just threw a little more blue on it. Like if you just <laughs> added that blue filter that we're always talking mm-hmm. about, and they got a really wide angle, you could just add a ch ch ch, and I'd be there, you know. I don't think I've ever watched a rom-com or even necessarily a comedy that like super stuck with me that I was like oh that's a great film like they are kind of like fluff films so I agree in that aspect that they're not particularly amazing memorable films Mm -hmm. for the most part but like it was kind of part of the reason we watched this last night they're just like fluff films for when you're trying to have like a relaxing night (laughs) this definitely felt which was weird because it was Netflix um you know, like when you go to the movie theater and like the like the down months, you know, when nobody's going to the theater. So you get weird, obscure horror movies that drop in June mm-hmm. that it's like, what the absolute shit? You know, <laughs> like no budget. They're almost copies of other movies. This felt like that. And um, to me, at least in the regard that it was almost like um, the the hangover mixed with. Like three other films. I'm, I'm sorry. Go it's ahead. actually a remake of a Swedish film, so it's not what? even an original idea. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the trivia. Somebody things. who. That was one of the trivia things that I found today. It's a remake of a Swedish film, so it's not even an original concept. Are you fucking joking me? No, I'm not. Somebody <laughs> is educated enough in this world to the point where they're watching Swedish rom coms and they're like, "That's the shit." <laughs> I'm going to go back to America and make the sweetest <laughs> rom-com. And then they have to sell this idea to a bunch of people who I guess also watch sweetest, sweetest. And if you watch foreign films at all, I think you have like a level of intellect about you. You're not just like feeding into our own fucking source. This was a foreign fucking concept. They don't even have black people in Sweden. Aww. Who'd they use in the Swedish movie? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I don't... <laughs> I just saw that in the trivia. That's why we can't find the budget. Yeah, we can't. We can't, we can't find the budget because they're embarrassed. They're like, <laughs> no, I poured my heart and my soul into this horseshit fucking June-July release. <laughs> but just so you guys know what movie we're talking about because we haven't even introduced it yet. It's called Naked. It came out in 2017. <laughs> um, the IMDb score was 5.4. The Rotten Tomatoes audience score was 30%. There was not a consensus on the critic score, so the critic score was just listed they at zero. probably so. didn't watch it. Well, there were eight <laughs> reviews, so I don't know uh-huh. why there wasn't... I guess they just haven't been averaged together yet, but I like kind of clicked through to see what the reviews looked like, and they weren't positive, so... When did this come out? 2017. 2017. So recently. Yeah. And it is a Netflix film. Um, there were other... Writers, producers involved, but I know Marlon Wayans was one of like the head people involved in it. He's the lead actor in it, so it just it felt like a cash grab. Like the concept is real. Uh, go ahead, Captain. and it's not even their concept. Go ahead. So. Yeah, no, go <laughs> ahead. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna boil over until we start getting into the specifics. Um, 
But Marlon Wayans is the main character, Rob. And then Regina Hall plays his fiance, whose name is Megan. And they actually work together in Scary Movie. Yeah. So that was about the only interesting trivia on the IMDb page because there was next to no information available about well, this Well, all of the trivia on IMDb is so-and-so-and-so-and-so worked on this. And it's mm-hmm. five different couple, you know, couplings of people that worked on these different films. Yeah, and... Scary Movie was the only film that I recognized of those films. So, And it's one that, like, that might be my favorite Marlon Wayans role. <laughs> What's up? Like, 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 I like the like, first one a lot. They got kind of just, like, pulls up stoned on. and, like, rolls down the window and all the fucking pot comes out the fucking top <laughs> of the car. God damn. But, um... Yeah. So, do you do you want to talk about what we liked about it? Oh, yeah. By all means. <laughs> So, um, I will say, to his credit, I don't, I don't know that Marlon Wayans has really done any super standout films, which is interesting. Because, I would have to look that up. Yeah. Because I, I know that there's two Wayans brothers, and I know one of them has been crushing the game, but I don't know which one is which. Yeah. So. I mean, I could be wrong about that. He could have done something that yeah. did really well, but... Interestingly, I think that he did a damn good job in this movie. Yeah, no. Like, his chemistry with Regina was, like, on point. That's number one. Like, I didn't give a shit about the film unless those two were on camera at the same time because they just worked so goddamn well together. And what was the... Who else did he have really good chemistry with? Was it the Allstate guy? Uh, They had, like, that moment where he got, like, kind of teary-eyed when he was talking to him, and that scene was good, but I felt like it was good because of Marlon. Like, not necessarily because their chemistry. But, yeah, yeah, the the guy who does the Allstate commercials, uh, Dennis Haysbert, is also in this film. He plays (laughs) the father of Megan. Which entertained me for the whole second (laughs) half of the film, because I was over it after the first 30 (laughs) minutes. And then, like... (laughs) Every time he talks, I can't get past it. I just kept adding his tagline, but I thought it was nationwide last night. I learned it was Allstate this morning. All I could think, nationwide is on your side. It's like, not on this guy's side. Yeah, every time he talked, that was all I heard was the Allstate commercial. But yeah, like I mean, hands down, like my favorite thing about the film, the two of them had really good chemistry together. Like even in the scenes where they were fighting, like they... It felt real. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the movie was... uh, I'll get to it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Some... Some of the effects were really well done. Some of the transitions, because the concept of the film is he's uh, about to get married. His wedding's the very next day. Yeah. And um, And I learned today, which I'd completely forgotten about, despite the fact that it's the one quote, he's a school teacher. I completely forgot (laughs) that he was a school teacher. He's a substitute teacher. He's a substitute teacher, but he's turning down the teaching job. So it's like the commitment issue and Mm -hmm. shit like that. And I I was so mad at this, I forgot what he was doing. I kept forgetting that he was going to the wedding. I was like, bro, if I have to watch you wake up in an elevator... Go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, the concept of the film is his weddings the next day. He goes out for his, like, bachelor party, wakes up the next morning naked, trapped in this elevator. Mm-hmm. And, like, can't remember anything that happened the night before. And he's, like, trying to get to his wedding. And every time the church bells toll, he gets reset back yeah. to the elevator again. So he keeps having to repeat this, like, because hour of his life. Because there's been no canceled weddings at that church. Yeah. Which yeah. is a weird. So God's, like... I know there's a war going on in Syria, 
but I'm gonna reset you <laughs> naked in an elevator. Maybe, you know, so like you if God was true wedding. and just, he'd at least like staple a post-it note to your chest or mm. something. Hey, shithead. <laughs> but some of the... I hooked you up. There's a duffel bag uh, <laughs> of with clothes. clothes in it. <laughs> You're in a hotel. They at least have a towel. Like, that shouldn't take you that long. <laughs> but some of the transitions every time he got zapped back to the elevator were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I did like those. Um. What he never tried and what he should have tried is like that action movie thing where like he, he jumps through the top of the elevator and then like naked climbs the pole I don't know no his dick would have grazed all that fucking ugh no that would have hurt I'd be afraid too I would have at least jumped up on top of the elevator and then like cause it, then it opens and you know there's people in there and be like yo bring me pants <laughs> <laughs> I think after you realize which he did that the day keeps forever resetting nobody yeah. remembers it anyway just strutting around confidently naked none of you are gonna remember this yeah. anyway like he just like walks right past him the problem is like that last attempt everybody remembers that so <laughs> there's the dude with the picture who just kept taking pictures uh, like every time the thing and he's just got that picture and now uh what's his name mark uh, mark the Wayans brothers' name. Marlon. No, the character, character yeah. Rob. Now Rob has to explain that to is it Regina? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, Megan is the character's God name. God damn it! I'm so close. <laughs> Regina's her real name. Um, had to. Um, he has to explain that to her because there's no way that doesn't wind up on Facebook, and it's like that is me naked in an elevator, <laughs> and I need to tell you about what happened last night. <laughs> well, I think they kind of do at the wedding when he talks about. Uh, uh, all the other stuff we're gonna get into. Did he say I woke up naked in an elevator thirty minutes ago? And he did it in a couple of the like repeats. I don't know oh, if he yeah. did in the final he kept... repeat. Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> and to his credit, I thought that Marlon pulled off his characters um, a commitophobe for sure. That's his number yeah. one problem. But he he doesn't really try to advance his life or like try to grab at anything that you know might be considered I guess technically a risk um and he pulls off kind of this like lovable shithead like he's not the guy that you look at and go this guy is a loser yeah like he's charismatic in his shithead ways yeah I mean it takes him a hundred fucking times to find pants and get to the wedding but <laughs> to be fair, I would be panicking in that situation too. I would have found a cell phone and called you and been like, hey, I'm trying to figure it out. I, am, I don't have any pants. I would call my best man. I would call, yeah, if, like if Jameson was my best man, like I'd be like, yo, Jay, I need pants. I woke up naked in an elevator. And Jameson would be like, well, it happens to the best of us. And he'd bring me pants. Like, I don't <laughs> Go ahead. Um waiting for the bad i am i'm we're almost there okay good. um because <laughs> i only have one good thing to say about it i didn't even think about all these other things um <laughs> we're gonna tear apart the plot for sure but i will give credit to the fact that there is some level of growth in rob's character he yeah. to some extent goes through the hero's journey like he's faced with this dilemma that he has to overcome yeah. and in the end he changes as a person so goes, yeah, goes through it for uh way too long <laughs> So there, there is character development on his end specifically, yeah. not really on much of anyone else's part, but I'll give him credit for that. Like he changed and grew as a person and we got to watch that. And then my final good point, 
which is a good slash negative. I thought it was an interesting dynamic that you see Rob is raised by a single mom and his fiance Megan is raised by a single dad mm. and they juxtapose the fact that the father, which is normally like the absentee figure, yeah. in this situation is the very successful raised this independent, successful, strong woman and his mother... Which I, I will say I'm kind of uh, about because single moms I feel like are kind of looked down on pretty often. But mm. his his mother isn't single seen as single moms are my favorite kind of moms. <laughs> <laughs> but his mom is portrayed instead of as like the strong independent woman who yeah. got shit done and raised her son, even though Dad Bell is kind of portrayed as the shithead mom who didn't really raise, yeah. you know, the most successful about, son. Can we talk about the conversation? Because that's another great scene. Um, the conversation where he finally figures out that it's going to replay when he misses it and so he starts using that to his advantage mm-hmm. so he goes and he talks to people when yeah. he goes down and talks to his mom in that bar like that was a perfect scene yeah, like he had to like walk down these stairs she's like aren't you supposed to be at the wedding and he's like ah you know <laughs> it's been a weird day <laughs> like that she kind of has that moment of like sorry if I wasn't always the best mom yeah like a a really well done scene and again you know like as we're going into this there are a handful of really well done scenes uh two or three of the earlier like enactments um where he he's given a chance to get really weird like as they start to explore the concept and then it runs off the rails and there's like 45 minutes of filler and, you know, it's a problem. But um, there are really beautiful scenes that you can tell are done by, like, true professionals. And then there's so much of the movie that just feels like a fucking money grab where it's like, <laughs> we're going to put a whole bunch of people in here that you know. And then we're just going to throw it at you. And I would like to see, since now we know it's a remake of a... A foreign film, how they handled it? Like, did they stretch out? Watch a fucking Swedish rom com. No, we probably won't be able to find it. But I'm just curious how they. I had a panic attack thinking about that. I gotta read (laughs) subtitles to a romantic comedy. (laughs) Do the Swedes speak English? (laughs) I don't know what the Swedes speak. Do they speak Nordic? Are they still out there like raping people in Greenland? What are they doing? Oh, it was the Viking thing. Weren't the Swedes Viking people? I know. All I know is they they, they don't go to war. So like they're cool with me. I'm pro Sweden. Got some cool knives. I'm in our Boy Scouts. Boots. But that's the end of my positives. So we can. I've get got. Into no, I've the... got. I've got some positives. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. Sorry. The one that I that we talked about yesterday was. Um, the film is called Naked, and in America, you're not allowed to see a penis because it's worse than anything that we've talked about on here. I don't know if you remember the episode on Texas Chainsaw Massacre where the camera went through the hole in the head. I don't know if you remember uh, the Friday the 13th where the girl is like popcorn bagged over a fucking open flame uh, or any other number of fucked up kills that we've discussed on here you are not allowed to show a penis in an american film and so in naked they handled it much in the way that they handled austin powers where you never see this dude's dick 
but it is always hilariously covered up. He's either standing there with his hands over his junk, like a little five-year-old boy running down the street, no, he or he walks like past a flower and he like stretches out, like throws his hands up. <laughs> they, were, they, they did a fantastic job of like censoring mm-hmm. without making it obvious that that was what was going on. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it's obvious, but it's poking fun at itself yeah, in it that is. regard. Yeah, when he's standing in front of the potted plant he's like dancing <laughs> dancing to a th- that that's a famous musician the guy that he uh was talking to do you have that uh, that's down? a different because he plays himself yeah, yeah but a, what's the guy's name do that's you... a different scene but um brian mcknight is brian the McKnight? musician yeah i found that out today i didn't know that was a real guy does he play blues or is he like you didn't know that was a real guy Buffett? but you knew that song the song at the end of the movie you knew it you sang part of it but you didn't know brian mcknight was real I guess I just didn't know it was Brian McKnight. Oh, yeah. That whole time I was like, I like that dude. But yeah. I didn't know it was Brian McKnight playing himself. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you who Brian... What other songs does he do? Oh, I don't know. I, I know oh, that now one Now you go walk over here like the expert. I he was a real guy. <laughs> so I really like that one song that I can't tell you the name to. Um, was that was, all your positive points? Or do you, uh, did you stall while Yeah, I, I guess so. No, I... Um, let me think. I I like the role reversal, which I'm, you know, I, I think we should get this out of the way right now. This is a, uh, shall we say, an African-American comedy. You know, like, <laughs> tradition, like, there's no ignoring that. And yeah. We are two white people trying to discuss it. But there were some interesting role reversals that I've seen in, like, traditionally white films for like the bad guy you know like um that were flipped around here so like the white guy becomes the outsider to the film which i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. um most on the nose was the police officers that like have to like win their soul to like you know they wind up driving him to the fucking wedding but and also uh, i forgot the uh prostitute was a white character also so there's like that weird like she's kind of yeah, and that's an issue. My understanding uh, in the black community is black men and white women. Like that's kind of a thing for um, for black women that that's kind of taboo. So they did play with a couple of things within their own community. Fuck, I did it. I didn't mean to say there uh, <laughs> within the black community. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting where they uh, did choose to put a white actor because mm-hmm. it is mostly a black cast mm-hmm. good job um Wayne's <laughs> Marlon Wayne whoever produced it yeah um still not a racist <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely not a white guy and a ginger talking about a black film like this we don't make fun of it we'll be accused of it i love yeah. you i like rap music it's growing <laughs> on me i actually am not a rap music fan but Brett actually listens to quite a bit of rap and i have started working out to rap <laughs> so we sound like lapd apologists <laughs> allow, <laughs> allow me to be a stereotypical white woman <laughs> right now Kristen's like i like justin bieber no i don't yeah. god no this is the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, they mentioned Justin Bieber in this movie, though, ironic, I but you should that. bring that up. When did they do that? Uh, when he shows up 
and he misses their plane. He, uh, I can't remember the first song that he mentions, but he brings up sorry as like his excuse for missing the plane. <laughs> so into the world of the negatives, Ooh, yeah. Captain? Yeah. Because I can go on a rant about Justin Bieber. I mean, we'll take that fucking out. No, I'm good. I'm not a Justin Bieber fan. I don't want to spend my day talking about him. No. Um, it's like if Michael Jackson ever did truly rape little white boys, <sighs> Justin Bieber caught all of that scene, but he used it in a positive way because now he's like little white Michael Jackson. Are you going to make me edit all this stuff out? <laughs> Why do you feel like editing it out? Because you're... Uh, it's because you're racist or I'm being insensitive. You're being insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All I do is be insensitive. I know. It's part of my shtick. I know. Oh, okay. I love you. Take <laughs> over. Um, my first negative is the pacing was kind of strange in this film, which seems to be a bit of a problem in a lot of the films we watch. The pacing was crazy frustrating. As in, like, I was down for this movie for the first... Oh, well, the same issue, I guess, we have with most of these fucking things. I was down for the concept, and I was down for the first 30 minutes. No, and it you took exhausted you... exhausted me forever. <laughs> it took you 30 minutes to get into it, because at the 30-minute mark, you were like, oh. I'm finally invested. Like, yeah. they wasted the first... 30 minutes of the film dragging out the concept of the film when in the description on the Netflix, like, we little blurb. We knew the time was repeating itself. Yeah, like, they tell you up front, like, he's stuck in a time loop, but then they waste the first 30 minutes of the film setting up this premise, like, you don't know that's happening. And then they got me, I guess, for, like, 20 minutes, and then they lost me again until the wedding at the end. And I, was <laughs> and I found it interesting, too, that he specifically has a line in the film where he says... Um, I'm repeating the same hour over and over again. Yeah. And then we acknowledge later in the film that over an hour has passed. So, like, they've given some of the timelines he's in longer, like, spans to breathe, and then some of them are really short. And so, like, some of them are really weird yeah. and, like, really dumb. And it's like, I don't... Yeah. What are you doing right now? Like, that whole section where he's hanging out with the bikers, and then he crashes the bike and then shows up with the weird gelatinous broken arm yeah. like, that was like way longer and I was like why are we still on this timeline and he's like hi because the paramedic shot him up with like something to sedate him just like, it, it drug on for so long it's like bro I get it like that cult, like, it, it, go ahead get through your negative something <laughs> you're supposed to talk too I can't okay, do the okay I'm thing. sorry I'm not used to being on this side of the thing I normally just you know, tumble into some shit. <laughs> um, no, my, my biggest issue with this fucking movie is he gets married like five times. Like, I get getting all the way through it twice and then hitting it like the maybe the third time. But, like, you're going to make me sit through the wedding ceremony. I don't like going to real weddings. Like, I'm not like, like I don't want to sit there for that long. And you're making me do this five fucking times? It's like, I get it. You love her. Fuck sake, dude. Like, I did laugh at the one timeline, though, because they keep bringing up the programs where he shakes his hand and hands him a program. He's like, here, motherfucker, here's your program. I thought that one cracked me up. Like, literally at the ceremony. Yeah, he, in the like, calls of everybody out. He's like, and Chet is going to steal your fucking business. <laughs> 
they had to like defend him seeing a prostitute and like the wife was still kind of cool with it like the, the prostitute was like no yeah. i just stayed up all night helping him write his vows i feel like, like i would want a little more context to that because the prostitute could just be also lying yeah so this dude's a procrastinator and when drugged he gets shit done is what we learned like this dude got fucking hit with hypnol or whatever the fuck they put in his shit and uh like enough for him to just wake up naked with no memory on the fucking thing, but he apparently spent the night before writing vowels. Actually, which now that we he never delivers. And <laughs> now that we mention that, I don't know that that like flows with the timeline of the story because they imply. Well, he went backwards, so like he went to go figure out what was going on instead of trying to figure out how the fuck to get to his wedding. So it's like, dude, just. Get to the wedding, figure out all this shit in forward motion. But, like, you're trying to... I don't know. Well, they imply that um, he leaves the bar wherever he's at with this hooker. And I don't know if he's drunk or drugged at this point. And he takes this hooker back to his hotel room. And they supposedly only write his vowels. And then the hooker spends the night in his bed. And all she says is he left. So I don't know if he left the next morning or that same night or what. But, like... Do they ever explain how he ends up with Vicky? Well, I think he got drugged, went to the hooker, and then something had happened and Vicky had drug him to the elevator. Vicky, the like hundred woman, like Do you remember that scene? Like it shows on the surveillance, the two of them pulling up together in a car and they get out of a car together. So how does he end up in a car with Vicky later? They never explain that and if he's gone to his own hotel. This dude is just Roman for white pussy at this point in the movie. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, in a in a drugged state, he tried to sleep with two women and didn't succeed. But I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Man, the character kind of just tumbles when you think about it for like a few seconds. God damn it! What a shit film. Next up. <laughs> um, there were a couple that landed, which I don't remember any of them now. Because there were some honestly, really funny jokes. Yeah, it honestly wasn't a terribly memorable film, so I don't remember any of the jokes. There were a couple that landed, but I felt like, especially the first like 30 minutes of the film, I was literally just watching somebody deliver punchline after punchline. Yeah, they were like, we're gonna try to make you laugh at weird things you do naked until we get to the point of the movie, which is he wakes up naked. Like they, well, it was almost like, hey, are we gonna get to see his dick? And it's like, I don't care. I've, I, I was in the air force. I've seen multiple dicks all happen at one time. Like it's <laughs> well, even before that, they have like this weird moment where he's substitute teaching in a classroom and he drops a bunch of weird punchlines. Yeah. And then he meets this. Well, he burns the shit out of that eleven-year-old. He's like, you're gonna die like a thirty-five-year-old virgin. And it's like, ooh, harsh. Dude can't he... even get his dick hard yet. Like he's <laughs> gonna. <laughs> He also meets his fiance in the airport and it's like his conversation with her feels like he's just dropping punchlines yeah. to like it doesn't feel organic so <sighs> yeah it, it got a little well, better later like i wish i had like more reference in my head for like rom-coms to like compare it to so i'm just watching it as a movie with like very very little reference like i've seen the um the one where ben stiller and uh what's her nuts and like the cum in the hair is that uh, uh, hello is there Polly? Something about or... Mary. <laughs> Not hello Polly. That's not that way. Polly is a film, but that's Jennifer Aniston. Uh, there's something about Mary. Something about Mary and uh, 
I think Jim Carrey was in one. Or am I just thinking a liar, 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 liar is not a rom-com. I think that's just a comedy. I've seen Miss Congeniality. Have I, you? I like Miss Congeniality. She plays an FBI agent. Well, I feel like in most rom-coms that are better done than this one was, like you get a little more from the other characters. Like this film is solely about this one dude. Like we get to see like his arc and his growth, but we don't oh, ever yeah, get a fuck it a hundred and fifty times. We don't like, ever... I'm awake in the elevator. It's like, bro, I know where that's starting. You can just walk into the gas station again. <laughs> <laughs> and I will gather ever... that this is happening again. We don't ever get a feel for any of the other characters or his relationship with his fiance or anything. Like most rom coms you get a little play between the two and in this one we rarely see if the two of them actually together. Yeah, when they're when they're together, it is beyond believable. But you no, know, you could have spent the first thirty minutes building that relationship. You probably would have made me cry a few times if you put those two on screen for like twenty out of the thirty minutes that they wasted. <laughs> I would have been a hundred percent down. I would have been like, "This is beautiful. I love this fucking relationship." But no, it just it, the movie frustrates you. I like that uh, they show her vows once, and they do his vows twice. And the first time they're no, they do his vows three times. Does he do the vows that he wrote with the hooker? Yeah, the tell end, and that was what frustrated you is like the first go around the fiance's wife or the fiance's wife. The fiance's vows are like um, pretty good. They're not. I didn't cry at them, but they're pretty good. Yeah. And then all three time his all three times his vows are just kind of and like at the end you were so mad that his vows weren't better. That motherfucker should have dropped like that Tom Cruise like I, you know, I, I or you complete me like fucking you, you had me at hello That's that her line. you know but, like that 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 whole you complete me like <laughs> that everybody. You know, like, if you're going to fucking make me watch The Wedding that many goddamn times, you better hit me with some, like, Charles Dickens level horse shit. Well, he does where it's like, a recital of a poem that I didn't recognize the second go around, and it's god-awful because he's acting it out, and it's yeah. just so ridiculous. <laughs> it's just like, but no, you got to, like, stick that landing. Like, what have you learned through your past 150 hours that you've lived through trying to make it to this wedding? About people... About her, about your drive. And he's like, I took a teaching job. And everybody's like, yay! Like, you took a teaching job. And he's like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like, I've sat here but just he got, waiting on this one moment. Where the fuck is your writer? <laughs> but he got Brian McKnight to play the wedding. And the dance was on point. Their dance was pretty good. I'm going to hold my tongue. <laughs> No, I'm not. They're black. <laughs> if they fucked up the dancing in a black comedy movie, there would be riots. They would be they, no. But the, it was like the Wayans brothers are not allowed to fuck up dancing. Salsa in a type black dance, comedy. though. It wasn't. Oh, like... so not black people only know how to hip hop dance. They weren't just out there twerking. They don't know salsa. You're a racist. Why are you <laughs> See the shitstorm you've gotten us into. Why are you being precise dance so I mean yeah they're good at it it's, it's one of their natural talents <laughs> anyways <laughs> oh why do you do this stuff to me 
Seems to be realistic. Um, yeah, some of the effects were super dog shit, like him climbing on the bell and the bell falling through an endless tower. He couldn't have just fallen off the bell. Like his body weight is what broke that goddamn rope. The first transition where he's like floating in the air because God's trying to yank him back through time looked really dumb. No, but it, it was it was all dumb. They had a couple of good ones. Him getting hit by the car actually looked the, pretty the car cool. Was, was, the was car intense. was fucking sick. Yeah, I forgot all about that. That was fucking awesome. Where it's like, you, yeah, no, you definitely don't see that coming. And then but he like was, purposely got hit by it because he wanted the ambulance ride. And I'm like, bro, I think you're dead. Yeah. Like, I don't think you survived that one. But like, they got a stunt coordinator for that. They couldn't get a writer to write the last fucking lines. Like, <laughs> Like I'm, work, I'm working a contract for like $130 right now that's going to take me the next three months. I will write the fucking last couple of lines. You pay me 50 bucks, I'll go to McDonald's. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to watch the rest of the movie. I'll just watch the Swedish version. I guarantee you the Swedish version has a better last line. Well, now we're going to Because they're it. European. And now Europeans are just, you know... They're Swedish. They're the most peaceful people in the fucking world. They definitely like know how to express love, or they would have fucking gotten involved in World War Two. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is what happens when you make Brett watch a wrong. Like, I don't like feelings. All <laughs> oh, the angry emotions of love. I am good with serial killers and. Fucking Mind Hunter and the New Evil and The Office. You're you're good with Jim and Pam's machinists. Because it's made fun of immediately. <laughs> I'm done. I, I'm done with comedies. I'm over it. I'm just gonna start watching snuff films. I. <laughs> I want to watch The Purge to get this out of my head right now. And that is an equally awful film. Like this this. Was, see, you can't even be mad about it, though, because this was technically your idea. I was searching horror films, and you were like... Don't you put that horror no. on me. You fucking you walked us down that road. You spent like 20 minutes trying to find a horror film. And you're any... like, there's none good on here. And I was like, well, I guess we're doing a rom-com. So you, well, it was your idea. So. It was not technical. It, 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 no. I think it was, though. No. I think it was. That's some Stockholm Syndrome type shit. I don't shit. think you can be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted it. I did not want it. The last thing <laughs> I wanted. Look at how you were dressed, Brett. <clears throat> no. I would have wanted to watch Scary Movie. I would have enjoyed Scary Movie, and that would have been the same actor, and it would have been brilliant from fucking front to back. It would have been awesome. I I feel like that's probably rated pretty high on the first one, though. That was a pretty funny film. Oh, yeah, definitely. By, like, three, four, that it it went off the goddamn rails. But the first one was brilliant. And it's making fun of a movie that made fun of movies. Like, Scream is Wes Craven's... I know I brought you this shit, so I'm going to make fun of myself. And Scary Movie was like, well, I know you made fun of yourself, and now we're also going to make fun of you and everybody else. Double down on it. But What's the next negative? Um, I didn't feel like there was much chemistry between, between any of the other characters besides Rob and Megan. None like, at all. Except don't... for that one scene where he goes and talks with his mom. Yeah, like there's a, a moment there and like a, a brief moment when he talks to his 
father-in-law, but, like, mm-hmm. his best man, they at no point really establish, like, what their relationship with each other is. Yeah. Well, and it's then, also a dude you can't call when you're naked in an elevator, so have a best man that'd be down to bring you some pants would be my first fucking like. And then, like, for whatever reason, the maid of honor is one of his exes, and one of her exes gets invited to the wedding, so, like, they don't have, like, characters that he's really, like... Does that make sense at all? No. But can you imagine that? Like, hey, I've got this ex that I'm just, like, really good friends with, and I want him to be in the party, you know? Like, no, I want him to. weird. No? That's no. not a thing that traditionally occurs? I go with no. Yeah, like, and that person was, like, more or less adored by your father. Like, <laughs> the thing that I think is so weird... I'd fight him at the... Like, there's no way I'd leave the wedding without fighting Chad or Chad or whatever the fuck his name was. Cody. Cody. I knew it began with a C. Show notes. <laughs> you got to do it. Uh, Cody. Cody. Yeah. But, like, the thing that I, like, while we're on the topic of, like, not developing relationships, the thing that I thought was so weird was, like, Cody or the father-in-law would have had more motivation to sabotage this wedding because, like, they regularly show Cody being jealous that he's dating her. Yeah. And then they regularly show the dad having a problem with him marrying her because he doesn't think he's good enough, but... And Cody's sabotaging the business in the yeah, background. Yeah, and Cody's sabotaging yeah. the business in the background. But Vicky is shown to be her friend and supportive the whole time. They never establish at all that she's jealous or bothered. She flirts with Cody. And then at the tail end, we're like, she's the bad guy because I said so. Like, all this, all these years that you guys have been dating, because it's... She said it took her seven years to propose, so for seven long seven years... Seven fucking years. This girl's been sitting in the background like, on your wedding day, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, like, not gonna try to sleep with your dude like three weeks into the relationship. Or, yeah. or, like she's been hard... And she said they went on one date. She's been harboring a seven-year grudge for one date. To be the maid of honor. Yeah. At, was she the only person in the bridal party now yeah, that I think about that? his best man was the only person in his party too. They both only had a maid of honor and a best man. That's interesting. Some Is people it, do that. Some I've, people do yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen people do that I've before. never seen that before. Hmm. I didn't even think about it when it was happening. They're usually not, or when I've seen it anyway, like a wedding of that scale because their wedding was pretty big. It's usually smaller, more intimate weddings where they just have a best man and a maid of honor instead of a bridal and groom's party. But yeah, that's bizarre that for seven long years she's been harboring a grudge so extreme that she's willing to commit a crime to keep them from getting married. A massive crime. She drugs him. She hires a prostitute. She's like, kidnaps him. Kidnaps him. Fucking yeah. strips him and leaves him naked in a fucking elevator. I mean, that's like so many crimes. And then just admits it in front of an entire fucking group of people. Gets dragged off by the cops that weren't supposed Like No, they literally. Because uh, dude doesn't press charges. Oh, well, they stand up. The cops move in to arrest her. But yeah. No, I would be pressing charges. If I had to relive 150 fucking hours of waking up naked in an elevator, that bitch is going to jail. I've got got cops. (laughs) I would demand a Rodney King beating of the woman in front of everybody. But why would you just at the tail end, like, thrust in a bad guy with no development? Like, that didn't make any sense to me. They've, like, literally made zero effort to establish her as being jealous at all. Even kind of a cunt. Or... (sighs) 
a sweet woman. Like if, if she was presented as like the sweet woman who like had a, you know, long past relationship and wouldn't harm a fly, then that reversal might work in like a Scooby-Doo like esque way. I almost got away with it. Yeah. Almost got away with it. If it wasn't for Cody and his fucking shitty business dealings. Like, She literally leaves a voicemail on the prostitute's phone saying what her plan is. And then she's like, oh, damn. And the hooker was at the wedding. Well, uh, Rob Would that fly her. with you? Rob or invited you... her. Like last minute to like, because he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But like, are you standing at the altar if all this shit starts happening? Or are you like, I am the fuck out of here. I want this conversation to happen in private. You, you, and you come with me. Yeah. I'm not doing this in front of my entire yeah. fucking family. If you, and we're definitely not getting married. So <laughs> I wouldn't call off the wedding. I'd give you a chance to like kind of speak your piece. But if you showed up at our wedding... With a prostitute, and your best man was like, yo, uh, he went home with her last night. Yeah. And uh, For starters, I would pray to Christ that no best man has ever uttered the words, your future husband went home with a prostitute last night. It's like, what the fuck are you here for, dude? Like, you're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> well, I think technically Vicky outed him that time around. Uh, his best man outed him. And one of the other timelines, yeah. but in that one, Vicky outed him. I would go, like, next timeline, fire that dude. And, like, <laughs> be like, I don't need a best man. I'll find a, you Well, know. don't go home with a prostitute. I'm not advocating going home with a prostitute. I've never been with a prostitute. I've seen it happen, and you'll never hear those goddamn names. <laughs> Nobody that is married, you know, all of them remains single but when they eventually do get married i ain't fucking telling <laughs> well it's, it's one thing if they did it while they were single if they went home with a prostitute while they were dating. on the eve of their wedding night yeah, yeah no that's a huge issue i've been fucked up fucked up i've waken up naked in a couple of different places normally inside of my apartment but in confusing areas you know <laughs> like i've woken up outside before i've woken up with clothes on but you know <laughs> never woken up with a prostitute it was like no we didn't fuck we just woke up like you know stayed up all night yeah we just talked about the woman that you love because i'd be a little offended i think that he needed somebody else to write the vows and then like hires a hooker to help him write the vows what where the fuck was your best man I think that's actually what would get me. Not that the best man ratted him out. That the best man wasn't like, maybe you shouldn't do this. Yeah, like, bro, uh, you're getting married tomorrow. Not a good time for a hooker. I get 10 years ago would have been a good move, but... but I'm pro-prostitution. Um, if any of you are driving to or from sucking dick for money, I am 100% for what you do. God bless. It's your body. Use it how you want to. Um... But not on the eve of somebody's wedding. Be a moralistic prostitute. Like, have lines drawn in the sand. Don't be some coke fiend who just goes out here home wrecking. You know? <laughs> Pick up single dudes in bars. No wedding rings. <laughs> but outside you, you of... Turn this shit around and you can start, you know, signing freelance contract tax forms. <laughs> um, Brett Bloom, the prostitute activist. <laughs> But outside of the fact that just overall this was a pretty forgettable film, my final complaint 
Which, to be fair, of even good films, this has happened before, so this isn't just a problem with this film, but it was incredibly predictable at a certain point. You literally quoted the final line in the movie before the actor said it. Yeah. And we had never watched this film before. Never seen it, never heard of it, didn't know it was in existence, and I was hammered. So... (laughs) (laughs) No, at a certain point, you start catching the beats. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're like, I know when to laugh. Like, I know what is about to happen here. Like, you, you, it's almost like when you hear a song, and it's almost like I feel like I've heard this song before because I have, you know, like I've seen this movie before, and that's why I don't watch rom coms. <laughs> There's some good ones out there. <clears throat> Can you give me a list of five? Brett's big question. A list of five rom-coms, because I can list five canonical horror films. If you had to list the top three canonical rom-coms, could you give them to me? To be fair... No, I don't want to hear an excuse. The answer is no, but to be fair, we had this conversation last night. I'm not even a big rom-com person myself. Like I stick more to like fantasy and sci-fi, Yeah. so I could probably give you my top. In that, but as far as rom coms, they're not Star Wars. Lord, uh, Lord of the, the Rings, Rings would be number one. Star Wars, but I knew two. Lord of the Rings was going to be in the list. Yeah, and, that would be uh, number one. Star Trek is Star Trek number three. Uh, I did like the remakes. You're fucking with the sci-fi people. I did like the remakes. The originals are a lot more chat and a lot less action. But um, yeah, I'm not a big rom com person myself. I, I it's mostly just if I'm like in a fluff film mood that I don't really want to have to pay attention to. Like, they're not necessarily films I sit and really watch either, so no, I don't have a top five. I don't know that I even have a top one that stood out to me. They're not films you're, like, thinking about the next day, you know? Yeah. So, no, I will give you that. They're, so why do they exist? Why do people watch these films? I mean, I think that's the point. They're, like, fluff films that make you feel good. They're just movies good. you watch to try to get laid. <laughs> It's like Hallmark movies. Like, people are super into those. Yeah, those are dog shit, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're just... They're they're films you watch when you want to feel good. The Notebook excluded, because that's a sad Well, it didn't make me feel good. It made me feel terrible. I I hated it. It made me physically angry. They always have happy endings. Kind of. I mean, this dude still has to like go on his honeymoon and convince his girlfriend that he didn't sleep with a hooker last night. She was pretty damn chill about that, though. Super chill! You ever made a black woman angry? (laughs) Ever? I watched one today. I work at a pawn shop. I see it all the goddamn time. She screamed into her phone for an hour and 45 minutes out in the parking lot where people are just buying groceries and like trying to load groceries. At one point, she started doing the Scarface thing. You know, like, uh, say goodnight to the bad guy. And he's like, who runs this shit? Me! Like, she started, like, almost word for word. She's like, I'm that bitch! She was like, what? Like, they, uh... Black women are very, uh... Intense when they're pissed off or suspicious. They're, They're not, you know... By and large, via the numbers, like take it on the chin type people. They're very, you know, passionate. You know? 
I can't believe that any of any nobody in that church, nobody in their church lost their shit and was like a hold up and then just started beating the shit out of the goddamn prostitute. Nobody got fifty people in there. Nobody's gonna fucking like, who were all those people? Like they literally they, only, they, they don't explain anybody yeah. except for like the four people in the fucking wedding party. Yeah, and then like mom and dad, and that's it. It's yeah. like who the fuck are it's like? Do either of them have siblings? Like. Aunts, uncles, like who the, it was a massively filled church. Who the fuck were all those people? What did the fiance do? What was her job? She was a doctor. She was a doctor. I missed that. It probably came up a hundred times. It came up a couple of times. I was so fucking frustrated with the movie. It didn't matter. (sighs) Which was kind of cool. They showed like a super strong female lead, but she did kind of let dude walk all over her. A hundred percent. There's a prostitute. She didn't turn around and beat the fuck out of the He missed bridesmaid. their flight to buy a lottery ticket. And she's just like, oh, I guess that's the life we're living. Don't worry. I got us new If I was tickets. at my wedding and I found out that my best man had drugged my girlfriend last night, put her in bed with another man, and then left her naked in an elevator, I would literally kill that guy on the altar. Like, I would, I would, I would treat it like a human goddamn sacrifice. So, like, the reaction at the end is just... That's not believable. Nobody got punched. Nobody got stabbed. I found out today it was a TV-14 movie. So you not only made me watch a rom-com, you made me watch a PG-13 rom-com. Well, I don't think many of those are rated very extreme. There has to be like a rated... A all, like, what are, like, Meet the Fockers? Like, is that a rom-com technically, or is that just a comedy? It's just a comedy. Yeah. Like, that has to have a rated R, because they say fuck all the time. Friends with Benefits Never was a rom-com, that. and that was, like, a lot of sex scenes, so that might have been more strongly rated, but I don't know what it was rated at. I don't know what to say. I'm not proud of it. I'm, I'm going to go out on a, on a branch and say it was not the Wayans Brothers' According. greatest production. According to you, we're having a steak and watching a graphic horror film next week so we can take charge of. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 not if Netflix doesn't have any. I... There's always the $5 bin. No, we can't go to the $5 bin. If we go to the $5 bin, then the audience, you people, you can't. Uh, hang out and watch it with you know your loved one and hate yourself as much as we do (laughs) or I do uh, right now for this this movie is wasted not wasted it it hurts me still not the worst one we've done I think it is nope yes nope nobody died (laughs) yes I mean, I feel like when he got hit by that car, he definitely potentially died in that timeline. <laughs> no, he just broke his arm. No, that was when he wrecked the motorcycle. Oh, well, then he definitely died. I forgot that he wrecked the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mother of shit. What a bad movie. <laughs> Do you have any final words? Any good takeaways? Oh, no, I... It's a forgettable film. I don't know that there is a takeaway to this film. I enjoyed the concept. I really enjoyed the concept. And I really enjoyed the relationship building between the fiancé and him Mm -hmm. um, in their moments alone. 
so like it makes me think a different way about like character development as far as um, both like thinking from the actor's side from this point forward because they did such a brilliant job and a writing side for those specific scenes. Uh, maybe from a directorial side because they felt a lot closer. Um, there were tears which don't normally happen, you know, that authentically in yeah. a horror film. And I uh, reaffirmed my position that I hate romantic comedies. So those are my takeaways. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I mean, it wasn't good, for sure. I didn't hate it, though. It was just like a fun little fluff film to take a break after. Oh, uh, to you. <laughs> Every week is a fluff film to me. I'm like, well, I've seen much, much worse than this. And so having to feel emotions just <laughs> like. More karaoke sing the Brian McKnight song to you at the end of the film. <laughs> I'm gonna go listen enjoyable. to some Brian McKnight. I need to. Uh, that one was back to, to one. I did look that up. The song you did they back played. Back to one. Yeah, that was the name of the song they back played at the what? end. Back to one. Back to one. I'm gonna have to listen to that. Can we plug that as like an outro? Can we use it? Oh uh, no, outro? that's copyright. Well, I know, but <laughs> like, can we play like 15 seconds of it or something like that? Probably not. Probably We're just going to hear our normal exit. Yeah. Any final words? We'll probably, probably be back with the horror film next week because I doubt Brett will stomach another wrong I home. will kill myself if I have to sit through that again. <laughs> <laughs> you're in charge of the button. We're wrong. Oh, you're, the, you're the captain. Oh, okay, I'm not, I'm well, not doing anything. You have to do the plugs. Uh, Where can you find us? Oh, no. You're, you're the captain, and I don't know any of the plugs, so it's just you. <laughs> no, we're roller racing. you got to instantly roller come racing. up with the plugs. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Where are we on Facebook? Pornhub.com. <laughs> You'll find me at Best Gore, page 17. No, I'm joking. Uh, you know the website? What's Where, the website? Uh, nightmarebox.blog. The Nightmarebox. See, I don't know my own website. <laughs> I uh, bought that domain. I have no idea. <laughs> Pay for this shit. I don't know what it's called half the time. <laughs> Facebook is facebook.com slash nightmareboxproductions. Instagram. At nightmareboxproductions. Twatter. At nightmareboxpro. Pinterest. We don't have a Pinterest. <laughs> Instagram. Nope. We do have wait, wait, Instagram. We gotcha. We did that one Did I miss any plugs? No. We got them all? I think so. All right. I love you. I love you. No, you have to say it first because you're oh, the captain. I love you. I love you more. I love you most. And. I love you guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time.